again, everyone. I'm John Ray. Welcome to another edition of Alpharetta Tech Talk. We are coming to you from the Business Radio X studio inside Renaissance Bank in rainy Alpharetta. I will be glad when the rain dissipates. Uh, folks, today you're connected more than ever. Whether it's your friends, your family, or your life, Renaissance understands how you bank, offering the mobile banking services that you need. And they also know that sometimes you need to speak to real people with real answers in real offices that you can go find. And that's why they have more than 190 convenient locations throughout the South ready to serve you. For more information, go to renaissancebank.com, Renaissance Bank, understanding you, member FDIC. And now I want to turn to a accomplished guest. I've been really looking forward to having him on, Sherrod Varshney, and he is the CEO of Oval Edge. Sherrod. Thank you. Thank you, John. Thank you for having us. Yeah, it's great to have you here. Thank uh, you. And um, so for, for folks that don't know Oval Edge, tell them a little bit about your company, what you're up to. Okay, yeah, sure. So Oval Edge is actually a data governance company. And you might be wondering what the data governance is. Yes. So just like the, you know, that when the people used to go and used to live in caves and when people got organized, mm. they started having the governance structure in place, mm. cities and counties and policies and procedures so that people can live happily. Yes. Similarly, now people are started using data everywhere. Earlier, data, nobody using data. The companies, mostly the organization. So they need to have some procedures and policies and all these information at one some place so that I understand that how they can use it. But thanks for the lot of regulations which is coming, like CCPA, which is in California, GDPR, which is in Europe. And today there was an article in the NPR that they are going to have probably the state-wise regulations and then maybe the national regulation might come about the data sure. as well. So sure. they are creating more formalized policies and procedure for companies to take on. So that's where they created the market opportunity for us, and that's in the business of data governance. Wow, a lot there, uh, Sharad. So before you even get to regulation, though, a lot of companies have grown substantially, uh, a lot by acquisition. They have legacy systems that sometimes they've forgotten where they are, right? <laughs> you are absolutely right. <laughs> yeah, so part of it is just organizing and uh, I think is, is you use the term cataloging that data. Exactly. So what we do is we, uh, our software does it. So <laughs> it, uh, I, I think it's just like Google does it, right? So Google yes. crawl various websites. Mm -hmm. They put it into a one, their search engine. And then they put some sort of an algorithm and then give you a search interface to organize the data. Mm -hmm. It does something similar, but instead of website, we crawl the databases. And then we put it in our data catalog. And then we put a lot of algorithms into it so that we organize it nicely and cleanly. And then we give user interface to end users so they can look after the, where the data is. And then we put some policies and procedures, just like Google does it. It's similar to that. And our software does the same policies and procedures, which you have to configure within the software. Sure. So that you, when you're searching the data, when you're looking around the data, so that none of the bad data can you go to you. Right. And and so part of the reason for this is different um, uh, parts of the company, different people in the company have different access levels that they should be allowed. That's true. Yeah. That's true. And that's where the... A lot of when we run, when we implement the software, we run workshops with them. 
to try to understand what kind of policies and procedures they're going to have it. And then we configure that in our product. And that's where it allows them to get access to different level of data. What is the, the, I mean, I know the, the, the answer to some of this is you've really kind of given some of it, but what's the problem you're solving beyond just finding data and governing that data? I mean, keep keeping that data secure and, and, and in the right place. So this being is a very major problem for, for every organization. So if you see that every organization want to be data dependent nowadays, especially after Amazon's success and Google's success, the success for Amazon is not because they have a phenomenal CEO. The success of them is that they are able to use the data underneath it and able to know that what the John they want to buy, mm. right? So how do we, they, they were so successful in using the data everywhere in the organization and, and give you the example of that they even track the mouse click of how you are clicking it. Right, so so they based on different kind of data elements, they merge everything together and put it in form of recommendation to the end users. So that gives them opportunity to learn more about from user behavior and everything. Now all these companies are trying to figure out that how to do that, the mm. same work. Right, what Amazon is doing, but different from their perspective. The banking is doing from their perspective. The healthcare is doing from different perspective. So when they want to leverage the data, the first major problem is that what data to use, which to trust, what to not trust, right? Where is the, the right information is? And that is where the problem is. The finding and understanding the data is much bigger than we realize that. Right. If you think that's a, say, just a search engine, Google, you know, what is it solving? It's just solving the problem of giving the right information at the right time. So Yeah, and that's really good because what you're describing – Sharad is a, uh, something much, much more than just being in compliance or uh, either inside the company or out, outside the company with regulators. You're, what you're describing is creating revenue opportunities for companies, right? Exactly. So either creating revenue opportunity or minimizing the cost. Yeah, it's it's sure. either way. It's, mm-hmm. it's either we affect the top line or the bottom line of the right. company. But it, uh, it have to come into the larger picture of the, their data strategy of the company, the what's exactly the strategy for the company for the data. Mm-hmm. And based on that, how do we fit overlay into it? And, and the, where exactly the, they, they see that where the data catalog and the data governance fits into it. It's, a, it's a, the critical component for the data strategy, strategy for the company if they want to build it. We're speaking with Sherrod Varshney, and Sherrod is the CEO of Oval Edge. Sherrod, I don't know if this question is going to come out right, so bear with me. Yeah, sure. <laughs> but I, am, I suspect that when you go into some of your clients, you probably find, first of all, find data they didn't know they had. Uh, but not only that, the connections with pools of data that may be and, and, and enlightenment uh, that comes out of that that they didn't realize they had. I mean, in, actionable intelligence, I guess, is maybe the word. Exactly. So you're, you're right. It means, you know, so what kind of data we can find. Mm-hmm. So that there are two kind of problems are there. So the organization, when they are looking to find the data, right? So sure. uh, before finding it, you have to organize it first. 
So what we are seeing is most of the time our implementation is more around organizing it so that users can really find it easily. Mm. So we haven't reached to the level where we want to be that people are creating a lot of value after using the data and really creating the value. Of course we have a lot of success stories where people are we are able to define that where the data is coming from where it is going so they are able to save the money and the dollar amount by reducing the number of people who is exactly involved on the day-to-day task of it so after doing the automation on that what we call a data lineage they are able to do it much more faster and quicker so this is a complete process so success of the company depends the success of our product mm. right um, so that is is a critical part of the data uh, what do you say the data digitization of the company mm-hmm. or whatever the path they are doing so it's a much longer product uh, much much longer cycle of a company to do the data complete data what do you say the data overall of, right. so so that is where the successes of the company is going to come up but we we do see a lot of uh what you call it is a uh, kind of a aha moment <laughs> uh, right when we, uh, when we see the that okay when we implement the product it's like, oh my goodness i didn't know there's a relationship exists from one system to another system right so those are the aha moments sure. companies users are getting which is using our product which mostly the data analyst data scientist and they get really excited by looking all this data at their fingertips right where they use it like not using it now what the models are going to create after that mm-hmm. and what kind of opportunity they're going to take take it from there that ultimately depend upon their initiatives of the journey and how they're going to implement that so we are kind of an enabler of the tool to enable data scientists and data engineers to find more data understand it and they what they come up with the new ideas it's up to their imagination and their understanding of that So you're really delivering a lot more value to clients than they, what they expected. Exactly. When, when you walked in the door. Exactly. So uh generally starts from governance and the compliance sure. because this is a painkiller. Mm-hmm. They they are looking for something to to see the uh you know they they need this tool and solution. So we start from there or sometime from the Uh, what we call it they want they are really struggling to find the data lineage whether it is coming from where it is going mm-hmm. so those are the two things where we start as a as a painkiller and then when they roll out the implementation which is the data finding and understanding of it that is where the real value it but <clears throat> people still do have a way to find the data they with the tra- traditional ways for example they can go send an email to somebody and then email can forward it to one person to another person because in the organization it might after 7 or 8 days they might get to the data mm. and they are still doing it it's not that they are not able to find the data now sure. they come to overledge and they say, okay where is my customer data here is your thing <laughs> so so we are converting like 7 day cycle to a to a few seconds sure but again the but they were still able to do it before it was just taking longer time right so it's not that we are solving a problem where you cannot do anything before without overledge Right. We, we can do it much more faster and efficiently. So that is the value which they are getting. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, the the value which is a lot more value is it comes in the compliance side. They they're compliant. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, if they are not compliant and and the auditor comes in, it's a the GDPR have a four percent of the revenue of the penalty. So, Ooh, so that's serious. That's that's serious. If you have a five, if you have a forty billion dollar revenue of a major company, you can be charged up to four billion dollar penalty. <laughs> 
Oh my Not gosh. Not the 10%, but like, uh, yeah. yeah, the 4% is a lot of an amount. So in Overledge, if they implement it, they, they, if the auditor comes in, they click a button and says, all this data is there at one place. Wow. That's pretty awesome. Uh, so Sharad, I, I want to switch gears for just yeah, a, sure. a minute. Let's talk a little bit about your journey. And, and uh, I mean, Overledge was founded in 2013, but kind of tell us a little bit about you and what led up to that. Yeah. So I, you know, my journey is, uh, uh, as a, you know, typical, uh, immigrant, my, so I got immigrated from India. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm pretty well educated in India. It's one of the top schools I went to. And then I came here and doing pretty high-end consulting work and mostly in the nuclear utilities. But, you know, the, when you want to do entrepreneurship, you you got to do it. Sure, <laughs> right. So I left the company, which I was working at the high-paying job, and just left it. And then, okay, now I'll start my own. Were you here in Alpharetta? When yes. You, okay. I was in Alpharetta. Okay, there. gotcha. Yeah. So gotcha. we left the company, started on, and didn't know what to do. I thought I w- I'm pretty smart. I can do in the data area, the big data, the buzzword, and started the company, named it, and couldn't know what to do. So, <laughs> and and have some idea that what, what should we be doing, but it was too complex. So mm. I, I took a break a little bit, and, and I joined a data company, which is a, a Hortonworks, which was um, at that time. Now it is merged with Cloudera. It's mm. a $5 billion company right now. It's a startup at that time. Mm-hmm. So joined that and my job was to go and do consulting only for two weeks or three weeks there. And basically I learned a lot from different customers going to the pain point what they are doing. Mm. But they were doing the same thing, just what we are doing now, but they are doing differently. They were moving all the data at one platform, moving it. So it was a lot of IT heavy spending they were doing. Oh, wow. Yeah. So because if you have a one petabyte of data, you have to create the clusters of data. Sure. One server, the physical giant server. And they were not doing any any governance and organization of the data, just moving the data. Mm-hmm. So I realized the need at that time that once you move all the data at one place, you got to have the governance and the cataloging of it. So that's time I did two years and then found it, then basically switched back the gear into Overledge and then kind of started working on and developing the product. Wow. That, now that's that's a fascinating story because what you basically are describing is – a situation where someone else was basically another, uh, this other employer was helping you make a pivot, really, right? And help helping you do some customer discovery that created that pivot. That, that's true. Yeah. We, we pivoted at least three times in mm-hmm. the company, in the journey of the company. So once I founded it and uh, I didn't know what to do. So that is the first pivot, I feel you can say it. <laughs> the second time, we know that what we have to do the data cataloging. So right. we were pretty sure about that. But sure. we, uh, from, we then we pivoted within the data cataloging. So the first we were doing mostly focus on the big data centric. So we were focused only that, okay, once the data is landed at one place, then do the cataloging on that area. Mm. But we realized that not many companies was ready to spend that much heavy amount of dollars to do the cataloging at one place. So we pivoted at that time. They said, okay, we were not going to do only on big data. Let's do every data and do only, we collect only the metadata, which is data about the data. So we started collecting the data about the data. So our footprint is very small that way. Mm. So what we are collecting is comparatively small information, but having the same access to the users as they were doing it before. So we become a better solution than the data lake solution where you used to move all the data. Oh, wow. 
So that's kind of helped them, uh, help us quite a bit. So that pivot is very important for us. That has created a lot of opportunity in healthcare, telecom, banking, every sector that you do not have to move all the data. I don't have to spend a $2 million or $5 million worth of infrastructure right there to in order to move this, just to create the infrastructure. And then obviously a lot of dollars to do that. Oh, wow. That's that's uh, awesome work. Now, you have been in Alpharetta here for quite some time, both working for some, uh, another big company and then as an entrepreneur. You know, talk about what being in the Alpharetta area has meant to you and your company. So we came, uh, we moved in 2006 to Alpharetta. So it's been now 14 years. Okay. Yeah. And since we moved in and uh, this is being a, great opportunity, great home. And then we started to have the company here. So uh, that's being there, but it's easy to find my, my met my co-founder here. Mm. So that is another area. He also live in Alpharetta, Fulton County, a little bit uh, north of that. Mm-hmm. And then uh, it's an environment, which is the community. We started in Tech Alpharetta, right? Which is uh, one of the things which is help us a lot to give us the mentors and that's it, an incubation center. It mm-hmm. helped us a lot in this area. And in order to grow the company to that level where we are right now, that's the pivot point of, um, is, you know, frankly speak, that that helped us quite a bit. That's wonderful. Shout out to Tech Alpharetta. Yeah, yeah. definitely. <laughs> awesome. That's yeah. great. That's great. Um, so, Sharad, talk a little bit, back to Oval Edge itself, talk a little bit about uh, maybe some success stories. I'd love to yeah, give you an opportunity so, to uh, yeah. talk about some some real-life examples of what you've done. Yeah, so for example, like one of our customers is a, is a global, uh, I would say the uh, consulting company, but not the outsourcing company. So they basically, people come to their platform, they're a startup out of Silicon Valley. So people come to their platform and they can ask for anybody to, to, to ask a recruiter or they can ask for short-time employment. So people go, like we go to that website and say, okay, hey, give us, a, uh, do you have a, uh, somebody who can write our website? So, okay, yeah, writer. Or any kind of so, uh, freelancing, you can do it on that website. So they have the customers or their c- consumers, customers around the globe, as well as people around the globe. So they need to comply with every regulation in the planet, whether it's a CCPA or GDPR or every regulation. Sure. So they are like, okay, we have to do all this work, and they have altogether somewhere about 100,000 different data attributes, mm. which they want to classify and tell that, you know, whether they're under governance or non-governance. Sure. And now 100,000 fields and data attributes, how would they classify them? So they went to our product, and uh, then they use a three-week time frame to classify them. But, you know, that in organization, nobody works in three weeks. So everybody worked on the last minute. So, of course. So on the last week, they everybody jumped into the product and they classify all the data, our 100,000 different data attributes. They were able to classify using our product and there is a lot of like algorithms are there to help them to classify it faster. Machine learning is there. Mm. So basically those kind of tools they use to classify about 100,000 different data attributes and they classify them whether they are come and coming in the compliance or not. And now they are self-service. Self-service in the sense that whenever the new attributes comes in, the alert goes to their their users. They're able to, yes, this we need to classify or not classify. So everything under compliance. That is the regulation. That is a compliant work. They have to do it. 
and now they are going after even further they are implementing even if some customer asks them to delete their information our product is providing that everything about john ray and mm-hmm. if one click they can go okay give me all the information about john ray and they can press a button about john ray and here you are everything about that information oh my you can use this yeah that that will cause a, a screen to melt right there but uh <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh getting pulling that up but um uh and that has real again i mean i it, it's a bottom line world i mean that has real bottom line impact for a company both as you say both expense wise and revenue wise this is means otherwise the first thing is that the it is very difficult to quantify the roi for our product mm-hmm. uh the reason being there are so many uh, so many problems exist in the data sure. world so it's the one thing although we deal with the data but it's hard to you know put the data on our data mm-hmm. so what the value we are doing but the one thing is that they were they are compliant 100% compliant mm-hmm. which is which is uh, and they don't have to worry about the penalties and something so that is even think about the company's revenue is about a billion dollar 4% of that is a, is a, is a risk avoidance right so that is the number one value proposition and even to find the data if they want to do it without us it's to take us them the week of worth of research of somebody doing it manually now they can come to our system press the button and get it So those are the right real life value which they are get the people our customers are getting from our system. Well, it seems to me Sharad that if you're able to just as a baseline of customer satisfaction uh uh solve the data governance problem and then come around later or as part of the process and surprise and delight with creating connections with these uh data clusters um that's that's a pretty awesome place to be. That is that is where the it is. It means the companies are realizing the value when they implement our solution that oh my goodness this is a treasure. Yes, you're right. Right. <laughs> Because even we are realizing as a company that how much treasure our our system have it. Mm-hmm. Uh because we don't have access to the customer's data as a company. But when they realized and they walked through it, my they realized that oh my goodness, that the use cases after use cases are coming out of it. Because one thing our product provide is that all companies' data is nicely cataloged at one place, and they can their data scientists have to have the nice imagination to come up the creative ideas to whether they create a recommendation engine for their customers or whether they create a you know any other kind of value for their customer. Uh, ultimately, the d- data needs to be delivered. in a right value proposition so sure. they the amazon is doing that in terms of the recommendation right. netflix is doing in terms of recommendations right mm, so you are watching the movies on oh, okay i want to watch this movie or that movie mm-hmm. you know so that's kind of personalization of services can only be created by data scientist who who knows the business really well and that's where the value of the product is there That's awesome stuff from Sharad Varshney and Sharad is the CEO of Oval Edge. So, let's talk a little bit about the company and like kind of like where you are mm-hmm. in in the the development of the company. You you've tapped the private equity market. Talk a little bit about that and kind of where you see your development here over the next few years. Yeah, sure. So, uh right now we owned by a um kind of a holding company which is axient which is a which has about umbrella of nine companies mm-hmm. altogether so which give us a lot of um, like financial stability to scale the company and since that we are in scalability mode since they they have put the money started putting the money into the product 
So we right now we have one center in Hyderabad, India, which is most of our engineering is. Mm-hmm. We have people here in Alpharetta. We have some colleagues in Washington area as well and Boston area. So we are trying to scale because there is. Uh, I hope that there is a lot of enough uh, skilled people in terms of the data governance in this whole world. Sure, but there are none. <laughs> so we are having a hard time scaling and finding the people who knows data governance, and that's uh, that's the real challenge we are having these days. Right. Um, that's the, so. I think uh, being said that this uh, private equity is really helping us. Um, the name is Axient, and mm-hmm. it's, it's basically jointly owned by two companies. Uh, one is FutureTech, which is uh, out in Norcross. Another one is a Calgary-based uh, company called Alaris. Mm. So Alaris is a uh, New York Stock Exchange listed company. It's a private equity, and FutureTech is a uh, Atlanta-based uh, private, uh, not a private equity, but say they call it a holding company. Sure. And then there is a Axion, which is another holding company, which which basically owns our company. Mm. Lots of different way, uh, ways we could go with this, but I'm I'm really curious what kind of advice that you would give. Uh, folks coming behind you startups coming behind you because you you've got a, uh, some big issues that you've overcome i mean one is the the pivots you've done uh that you successfully executed and then uh dealing with very large enterprise companies as customers which has to be frustrating when you're a startup and you're looking to build a revenue stream right definitely so one thing i think that uh biggest learning for me is how do we do the marketing mm-hmm. uh, we spend probably not a do- single dollar on marketing in mm-hmm. terms of that mm-hmm. but we're getting quite a bit lead uh, just without any marketing uh, but what what did we are doing is is a lot of education to the market as you say that not many people know about the data governance so we have blogs out on data governance what the data governance is really means we're educating people Sure. About the subject area, and that help us build the credibility mm. into the market. What we have seen quite a bit in is to not to do. You know, so there are to dos and not to dos. Not to what we realize is that not to go to too many CIOs and ask them the problem. They tell the world biggest problem they have it, and it's hard to difficult to solve it mm. because the problems in the CI because we we've been through it. We've been through it. We when we were struggling, and uh, we were going to the every CIOs, and and you know the good part is about the tech Alfreda and the community which we have it is we were able to go to a lot of CIOs, a lot of uh, you know the the high level executives. They were telling all the problem. It which give us a lot of experience to learn about the problem, but uh, it doesn't provide you the exact detail. How do you want to go it? And that is the intuition of the founder needs to be to found the product market fit. That what is something you can really sell and should have a proper value in it for the customers and should find the pain areas rather than the vitamins. You need to find a painkiller which can solve the pain of the customer. Ooh, I love that. Rather than find the vitamins, you need to find the painkiller. Exactly. So that's the quote of the day, Rod. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah. So finding the painkiller is the key. Uh, because that's where the people are going to the doctor. Otherwise, you know, nobody goes for vitamin. Vitamins are sold. A lot of vitamins are sold, but with the heavy marketing, mm-hmm. which startup doesn't have the funding for it, mm. right? Right. So this now means that once you get the funding, then you can create a vitamin market. 
uh but before before the funding you have to find at least some area which is really customer's pain and solve that with a smaller value proposition but a unique unique market a unique sense and then solve that wow um you you blown me away with that wisdom that's fantastic uh, oh, thank gr- you. great words um uh Sherrod and startups out there i hope you're listening um so but before we're we're going to wrap it up here but before we do that i want i want to make sure we give a little opportunity for a commercial to talk about the the clients that are good fits for you i mean what what are who are clients out there that when uh that you're really looking for so what we have seen is uh, we are seeing a lot of great traction in healthcare market we have couple of customers who is really large hospitals and uh having like 50,000 10,000 different employees mm-hmm. so those are the healthcare segment is key area as well as banking we have quite many banks uh who are our customers so the banking and the finance and the healthcare and the fintech fintech is another area where we are seeing a lot of traction mm. uh these three companies are struggling with the data issues and does not mean that not these three issues. like every industry is struggling with the data issue we are kind of a horizontal platform but these areas are really well suited for us because we have all the connectors and everything information whatever these technologies uses uh these companies use the technology we have the connectors for them so it's easy to scale for in that three areas mhm awesome uh sharad varshney with oval edge uh he's the ceo of oval edge Uh Sharad this has been great been great to have you here so Thank you John. Yeah but before we let you go for those that have heard uh something here they'd like to be in touch with you on um uh would like more information on Oval Edge tell them how to be in touch with you. So yeah I mean so my email is swarshne@ovaledge.com and uh, you can or you can go to the ovaledge.com and find the just send an email and then email is the best way these days to get in touch. or uh, there is a twitter handle is sharad var you can reach me on twitter hanger handle or basically email is the best way yes awesome us, yeah. awesome sharad varshne with oval edge thanks for being with us thank you john thank you so much for having us glad to have you here folks if you've got some frustrations that involve administrative task or bookkeeping accounting maybe marketing presentations workshops lots of headaches that could be lying in there. Well, go engage a smart and reliable Office Angel. They're not a temp agency or a placement firm. Office Angels matches your business support needs with angels who have the talent and experience necessary to fly in, help you maintain and grow your business on an ongoing or as needed basis. Your terms, your timeline, they lend a hand when needed and then they fly off when the job's done. Find out more at officeangels.us or call Chief Executive Angel SES Cabido at 770-442-9246 and tell Essie you heard about her from us. So folks just a reminder you can listen to this show every Thursday live at 11:30 or if you miss any of our live shows or you would like to hear some that you've missed some other ones uh well you can find us on Apple Podcast, Stitcher, Google Podcast, TuneIn, Spotify, Overcast. Do I need to keep going? Not really. <laughs> we're on most of the major podcast apps. If they're major, we're on it. Uh you can also go online to Alpharetta Tech Talk 
com. You can find all our shows there as well. And connect with us on social media, LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter. We're there. Uh, we post all our shows there on North Fulton BRX. So for my guest, Sherrod Varshane, I'm John Ray. Join me next time here on Alpharetta Tech Talk.